Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Welcome to the Sue Freeze Show. And I'm just so thankful. I really am thankful to be here with you today. In the Bible, it says to give thanks in all things. And even when we're going through trials and tribulations, we're supposed to be giving thanks. And that's not always easy, is it? But the thing is, is it's so true because there's always this silver lining. There's, there's the cloud with the silver lining. You know, the rain can come and then the sun comes out and it's new every morning. And no matter what you're going through right now, can I just give you a glimmer of hope to say that we'll get through this? Whatever it is, we're going to get through it. And the difference is, is how we look at it and say, okay, God, what's a lesson in this? That's what I say, because we're going to go through things and we're going to be taught. It's whether we want to be taught and we really want to learn or not. And that's a choice we each have. So the question is, do you want to learn? Do you want to be better? Do you want to learn how to be a better human being? Do you want to learn how to be a better mother, a father, sister, brother? And I could go on. Sounds like a song. But do you? And if that's the goal, and if your heart is open to that, and your eyes are open to that, and your ears are open to that, then you will be receptive to whatever comes your way. And that's a really good place to be. Because I have to tell you personally, uh, there's some really huge lessons that Sue Freeze is learning. And I'm willing and I'm um, open to the lesson. And what I tell the Lord, you know, he knows all, right? He sees all, he knows all before we even think it. Um, but what I tell him is like, you know, I don't want to go through this lesson again. I really want to be a quick study if I can't be. And sometimes we can learn from each other instead of personally having to go through the issues ourselves. Wouldn't it be nice if we could learn from other people's stories and vulnerability and transparency? And and that's part of the show, too, is, is I don't share my stuff because I want to just share my things. I'm sharing them because I want to show you that attitude has so much to do with the outcome of anything and everything. It's how we look at things, how we feel about things, how we believe, what we believe can, can, you know, faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. And that's belief, isn't it? Faith is believing. So what is your belief? And sometimes we have to switch our belief. Instead of thinking you're less than, you know, what's the other? You're, you're more than, or you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's a belief system. Giving thanks in all things is such an important aspect of getting through a tough time. And personally, my family, we're going through tough times. We're going through growing pains. And that's the way I look at it is growing pains and we will get through it. And that's, that's the encouragement is, you know, no matter how difficult something is, we're going to get through this and we're going to get through it together. 
because that's what family is all about. That's what friends are all about. That's what community is all about. At least it should be. It's not judgment. It's, it's um, speaking truth with love is different than judgment. And I think we, if, we, if we change our thinking to be more like that, I think we're going to be better. We're going to feel better about ourselves when we look in the mirror, I think. I mean, I know for, for me it will. So the title today was Worship God by Using Your Gifts. And this is Rick Warren again because I really enjoy Rick Warren. I like the way he presents things. I like the way he says things. And he uses biblical script, scriptures, which has to be the, the foundation for, for anything and everything if you are a Christian. And if you're not... You know, look into that because I think that there's so much truth and, you know, the Lord is the truth, the way and the life. I mean, we, we need to look at this and say, OK, if I'm going to put if I'm going to put my flag down, if I'm going to put my foot down and I'm going to be something and I'm going to believe in something. I have to tell you that I don't know where I would be or what I would do if I didn't know where my flag was posted. If I did not know, which I bought a American flag at Costco for twenty nine ninety nine, and it's a beautiful flag. Can't wait to get it up. I haven't put it up yet, but I am, and I'm gonna I'm gonna wave it. I'm gonna wave it uh, with pride because there's so many that have worked so hard and even lost lives over our freedoms, and to take that for granted is really a sad state of affairs. It just truly is. And I'm not talking political. I'm talking just about our freedoms because I think we've, even in COVID, I think we've learned that our freedoms are being taken away from us. But all the more reason for us to have that vision of 2020 vision from 2020 to say, I want my freedoms. I want to have what America is about. And I don't want anyone to take that away from me. And I wasn't even going to go down this road. But since I'm here, I'm just going to stay there for a second and just say, you guys, we all have a responsibility to be bold and to speak up and to say what we believe. And, you know, if you truly have a passion for our America, then you need to stand up for that. If you have a passion for our freedoms, which have been stripped from us, then maybe it's time to do something about it. And I have asked people, it's like, do you even know what to do? Do we know what to do? Do we have a voice at all? I hope to God we do. And if we do, we need to use that voice. And if you know of anything that can be done and will be done and whatever, you know, maybe you need to share that with other people so that more people can get involved and use their gifts. Worship God by using your gifts. That's what the topic is today. So I'm going to get into that now and just know that you have freedoms in America. At least we did. And part of that is waving the American flag with pride. And I just am so sad that we don't have more of that. I, I live in a community where there's a lot of flags, and I'm very proud to be part of that community. And it feels really good, whether it's a golf cart or a truck or even a boat. I mean, there are American flags being flown everywhere, and it just feels so right to be in that type of environment. It feels so right. A lot of people are fleeing California. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why people are leaving California and they're filling in the gap by having other people come over the border because then it looks like we're still populated. We still have a population. Hmm, interesting, interesting thought. Worship God by using your gifts. My Father is glorified and honored by this when you bear much fruit. John fifteen eight Amplified Bible. My Father is glorified and honored by this when you bear much fruit. 
bear much fruit, okay, that could be recreation. It could be making babies. That's fruit. But it also could be bringing and winning more people, more souls to the Lord. That's fruit also. Having character, having integrity, being around other people that have character and integrity, that's fruit too. You know, people say, oh, is that person a Christian? And my response back is, I have no idea because I'm not the judge. But I do look at the fruit of each person's lives. I look at their fruit. I look at their children. I look at their friends. I look at what they're doing with their life and their money. Now, I'm looking at that just assessing for myself, is there fruit? It's not judgment. It's really just assessing for my own benefit to know, is this somebody that I want to emulate? Is this someone that could I could glean from? Is this somebody that I would grow from in the spiritual realm? And if that's true, then I want to be around those people. Let me tell you, a couple weeks ago, I went and visited some friends. And I love these people with all my heart. But their mouths are full of um, language that I just really, my, my ears hurt when I hear it. And I try to guard myself. I don't watch movies that have foul language. I just turn it off, walk away. I don't watch a lot of movies anyway. But when I do, I want it to be wholesome. I want it to be filled with what I want to fill my life with. Love, respect, integrity, truth, you know, those things, wholesome things, the American (laughs) things. And when you're around the other, no matter how much you guard your heart, your mind, your ears, some of it penetrates. I know for a fact for me. And when I get around that, I find that um, my, my language is changing a little bit. And I have to stop and check myself and say, uh, 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 none of that. You know, I'm not, I'm, no, where did that come from? Let's stop that. And so I do immediately. I, I have to guard my heart, guard my mind, guard my soul, and guard my mouth and my ears. And so do you. If you want, what kind of person do you want to be? What kind of person do you want others to see? You know, that, that's who you are. So decide for yourself. It's, it's an individual choice that God has given you freedom. There's that word freedom again to choose. So what are you going to choose? This is the Sue Freeze show. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word dot com. I say that my son laughs at me when I say that because, you know, people are looking for Sue Freeze, F-R-E-E-Z, and it does not show up. Maybe I should get that one, too. But Sue Fries, I don't really like how that sounds either. Um, my maiden name had burger in it. So I tell people that knew me from high school, I went from burger to fries, which is hilarious. But in, in all reality, it's Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word.com. And I hope that little story can help you remember that I would love for you to go to my website. I want you to go there because there's a lot of work that was put into that and it continues to be worked on. And there's a thing, uh, uh, three sheets that you can print out for free that can change your mind, transform your mind. Uh, if you just read these scriptures, because it's who God says you are, it's the I am's. So look for it on my website. I think it's the tile number two, and then there's another tile. One is a cost, and the cost is is that your mind hears your voice deeper. It's it's proven fact that your your mind hears your voice better than hearing somebody else's voice. So these ebooks are great, but if you really want to get things in in you. 
then it's great when you can repeat the scriptures in your own voice so that your mind hears your voice and your spirit hears your voice. It's, it's kind of interesting, but it's so true. So there's the I am's. You choose the I am's. There's three pages of them. You choose which ones. You repeat it into your phone, and you have your choice of how you want that to be uh, recorded to where you can play it back every day, like at nighttime when you're going to sleep. You have headset on or just turn this on and hear your voice giving you the I am's that you want your spirit to, to really take in. And it's life-changing. And that is available. Now, there is a cost involved in that because it costs me to produce it. But the other one you can print out for free, and it's three pages that you can print out. And I would just want so badly for you to have this. Please get it and use it. Read it every day, every night. I am victorious in Jesus' name. I'm an ambassador to Christ. Those are some two of the I am's. There's so many more. I'm victorious. How many of you need to realize and really believe in your soul that you are victorious even when you're in the middle of your battle? I'm in huge battles right now, huge battles. But when I repeat that I am victorious in Jesus' precious name, that the battle's been fought and it's been won, oh, man, there's something that happens inside of me. There's something that happens that just... Oh, man, it just keeps me going. You know, people say, how do you keep going when you've got all this stuff going on? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Do I have a choice? Really? Do I have a choice? So if I don't have a choice, then I'm going to do the most with what I have. And what I have is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's with me all the time. He never sleeps. He will hear me day and night, same as with you. And the beauty of that is, is that we have him to lean on. Does that make us weak? No, it makes us strong. It makes us strong, for I am weak. He is strong, and he loves me, and he loves you. So the, so the important fact here is that I want to be resourceful. I went and looked at a company to purchase yesterday. This is a funny story, not really funny, but um, it's impactful. Uh, I went there, and there was three other companies represented there that wanted to buy the same company. The gentleman died two two months ago, and these services need to get serviced. And, and so uh, there was a broker there and the person that's handling the trust. And um, all of us are wanting to know information, but we're afraid because we don't want to ask the question and get the answer. So everybody gets to hear the answer. But the situation in the environment was one where they set it up that way to where uh, there was no private conversation. It was all in, you know, with all these groups. And one of the companies had three men there that have been in the business, not as long as me, but they've been in the business, and there was three of them, and one of me. I was there by myself. Now, I was the one that has been in the business the longest, and I've been through purchasing and acquisitions and uh, conversions and all that stuff. I've been through it, and it's not fun, and it's not easy, but the question is, is it worth it? Is it worth it? So you have to evaluate what you're getting, what you're willing to pay for it, and then put it out there, and hopefully... It all works out for a win-win for everybody involved. Now, obviously, the other two companies, if they miss out, then obviously it's not a win for them. You know, um, we'll just have to see. I just pushed my offer uh, before I drove to the station. I put my offer, pushed that button, and then there's money involved. Um, and I, before I did that, I had to ask my crew, my, my team, I said, are you ready for this? Because it's not going to be easy, and I cannot do this without you. Do I, can I have the confidence that my team is going to make this happen? And they looked at me and smiled and said, yes, let's go for it. 
Now, if I didn't have that buy-in, I would not have pushed send. I would not have done it because I know that I cannot do this alone. I cannot grow and do all these things without my team. And I have a very wonderful team at Ecola Termite and Pest Control. I'm proud to say that. We do need more on our team, though. And since I'm there, I'm just going to say, look, if you're looking for a career change, if you're looking for a career move, we want to talk to you at Ecola. We have six offices, soon to be seven. And uh, we have about, oh, any, I think around 74 employees right now. Uh, pest control is growing like leaps and bounds. Termite we've been doing for a very long time. And in our opinion, we're the best. We are the best because we care, because we have alternative treatments. We have the most choices in order to rectify your s- situation than any other company out there. So with all that being said, I think it's the best choice. So I always tell people, I want to be your first choice. But if I can't be your first choice, let me be the second uh, um, uh, solution or the second, uh, what's the word? <sighs> I want to be able to give advice. So opinion, second opinion. I could not figure out that word opinion. <laughs> anyway, so first choice, second opinion, because I don't want anybody to get taken advantage of. I don't want any customer out there to get more than they need or less than they need. I just want you to get what you need. And we individualize the best solution for your individual situation. And we take into consideration all of the details because we are not simple sometimes. And, you know, this situation is not simple. So we take into all all, all that consideration in order, order for us to come up with a conclusion. So hopefully you will uh, reach out if you are looking for a career change. We would love to talk to you. Um, termitelady.com termitelady.com will get you there and fill out an application and then we'll we'll uh, reach out to you if you have your pest control license that's even a positive more positive plus because we're needing we have san diego and thank you san diegans for listening on kprz we have ventura uh thank you venturians at uh kdar the word uh thank you very much for listening there uh kkla which is where i'm sitting right now a 99.5 FM. Um, you know, you can contact us by going to termitelady.com. And you've probably heard Tyson, my son, and I on the radio uh, advertising for our company. So getting back to this, when you use the gifts God has given you, it's an act of worship. Did you know that? And a lot of people I talk to don't even know what the gifts are that God has given you. And God created each one of us. Do you realize that? He created you. And he created you. You, yes, I'm talking to you, with a specific purpose in mind. And if you look at what you're good at, a lot of the times that goes hand in hand with God's gift that he put on you. Now, these gifts, you know, in in school, if you think about what you were good at in school, that's a good indication. When I interview people, I'll say, so what did you like in in school? What, What were your favorite classes? And how did you do on test taking? Were you a good test taker? Were you not? And they would say, oh, I was really good in math, or I was really good in English, or I was really, I loved history. It says a lot about a person because there's something about those subjects that someone's good at right? So you look at what your needs are as a, a company or a ministry or, or whatever you're dealing with, and you say, okay, is that a good fit? But God created you with gifts, and his purpose is what? It's to use those gifts for his glory, not for yours, but for his. So he's looking at these, he, he, he looks at you and says, oh, you're perfect. In my, in my eyes, you're perfect. That's what God says. He looks at each individual person 
He looks at you and says, you are perfect. You are exactly what I created. Sometimes we look in the mirror and go, oh, why would anybody create this? I mean, I've done that too. It's like having a bad day, right? It's like, oh, but just know that God had a purpose and a reason for you. And he wants you to fulfill that. That's his desire in his heart is for you to fulfill your purpose here on this earth. Now, that could be a pressure point for you. It could be like, oh, my gosh, how do I know what my purpose is? Do what you do well. Live in what you do well. What brings you joy? What are you passionate about? All of these things are God-connected. They're connected to your gifts. They're connected to what God's purposed for your life. If you just ask yourself, what do I enjoy? What do I love doing? What would I do even if I didn't get paid for it? That's a really good question. What would you do if you didn't get paid for it? What would you do anyway? And, and it's really interesting to hear what people say. What makes God smile? Some people think God only smiles when you're praying, singing praises or going to church. The truth is God smiles when you use the gifts he's given you. When you're doing what you were wired and shaped to do, it's like God says, that's so cool. I created them to do that. Can you just see that? Oh, my gosh, it's exciting. There's a devout Christian represented Great Britain in track events during the 1924 Olympics, Eric Liddell. He said, God made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. So what is it that you do where you feel the pleasure? Really good indicator, right? If you're not sure what your gifts are, really good indicator is what are you good at? What are you passionate about? What would you do even if you didn't get paid for it? God shaped some people to run. He shaped others to race bikes or surf. They're just good at it. I think when God looks at them, he says, that is so cool. I made the wave. I made the surfer. This is cool. You don't have to always be doing something spiritual to bring God glory. Anytime you're using God's gifts for his glory, it's worship. Do you see where this is going? Do you see how this fits? It's so awesome. So right now, if you just took a minute, you just took a minute and you wrote down the things that you love doing or the things that you're really good at, how many things would you have on that sheet of paper? And how many would you need on that piece of paper in order to use that, even if there was one, just one, right? One. If you wrote one thing down, then you ask yourself, how, how could I utilize this to glorify God? How can I use this one gift to glorify God? I can tell you there's so many ways you can use that one gift to glorify God. You know, God says, you know, find a need and fill it. You know, that's what we're supposed to do is find a need and fill it. Are you finding a need and filling it? Especially during right now, there's so many changes going on with not having to drive to work and working from home and, and the Internet. And just there's just so many ways and avenues for us to make a penny, a dollar, a hundred, a thousand, a million. So what are you doing with those gifts that God has given you? So I'm going to go on a break right now, and I just want you to take the time to go get a piece of paper and a pencil and write down something, and let's make a change today. We'll be back right after this break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. 
cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS. Termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, learning to breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, E. cola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. And we just couldn't do this without E. cola. If you would like to sponsor this show, I would love to talk with you. We are going on our 12th year. We have quite a few listeners. In fact, I've got people all over the place. I don't want to show where this is from, but, you know, here's a guy. His name is Randy, and he's in the penitentiary in Lompoc. And he's been writing me. I've got letter after letter, and I pray for him. He gave me a picture of his daughter, who he can't wait to see, and he loves so dearly. And I've got her on my mirror so when I get dressed in the morning, I look at her picture and I pray for her. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited that someday I know I'm going to meet Randy. And he loves it when I sh- give him a shout out. He says, thanks for the shout out. So, Randy, I'm giving you a shout out again. And just saying thank you and keep up, keep up writing me because you're, you're, you're just amazing. I love your letters. They're very long and, and it's just so good to hear from you. So thank you so much for doing that. And, and thank you for encouraging me because you, you, you kind of... Well, you do that. You encourage me. Maybe that's one of your gifts. I think it is. Anyway, so thank you, Ecola, for sponsoring. I would love to talk to you. If you'd like to sponsor, if you're a business and you're only in San Diego, that's okay. Because it's very important to know where your target market is and what your demographics are, like who you're looking for. And then you have to find the right source to reach those people. So if you're on the fence and you've never tried radio, or if you want to try a different type of radio, or maybe even message differently, I would love to pay it forward and help you with that. And then once we get going, you could test this out. It's not very expensive working with me because I want to give back. So you get on here, you sponsor this show, and you can go as far and deep and wide as you want to go. And then we can, um, we'll, we'll definitely manage by measurement 
and figure out what your ROI is. And then from there, we will determine whether you want to do more with the station or, or you know, what you want to do. So, so I'm here, and I want to help you. So reach out to me and, and see where that goes. But if you'd like to sponsor the show, I'd really like to talk with you because I'd like to um, have those connections. All right. Uh, Learning to Breathe is a book that I wrote, and people uh, say, Sue, it's so much more than the way you describe it. And it's kind of hard to describe because I had a a pretty serious accident where I shattered my right leg, and I had to have a metal plate and 10 pins in there. And for six months, I was uh, in a wheelchair and couldn't put any weight on the leg, and I had to learn how to walk all over again. The leg atrophied, and I'm still working on that, you know, 10 years later. But Um, During that time, I was like, okay, I can't do a lot of things, but what can I do, right? And during that time, it kind of made me, you know, be still and know that I am God. I had to sit and recover. And so I had a lot of time to think, a lot of time to pray, and time to write the book. And so I did. I wrote the book, and it's called Learning to Breathe. And no, it's not a yoga book. Learning to Breathe is about my journey with my son, who's a chronic asthmatic, who works with me. You've probably heard him on the radio. His name's Tyson. And, um, you know, I almost lost him a couple times on my way to the hospital. And asthma is not really, people don't realize that it's a life and death situation. And he still needs his inhaler and he needs to have that. And it's costing him $130 per inhaler. And I find that absurd uh, to keep him alive. I've seen other mothers that are talking about insulin and how much insulin is. And the child can't live without insulin. And now the medical bills, since, you know, things have changed, Um, is so high that it's almost, you know, it's making these people broke just to keep their child alive. And there's just something wrong with that picture in my mind. Anyway, on the Mother's Day thing, since Mother's Day is right here, um, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I'm a mother and a grandmother. And, uh, you know, in about three more months, I'm going to have another granddaughter. And I'm very excited about that. And, you know, when, when grandparents talk about being a grandparent, which I just became one last year, um, you know, they say, oh, my gosh, there's just nothing like it. You're not going to believe it. It's just like nothing else. And and I'm going, yeah, 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 yeah. And I have to tell you, they're all, they're all true. That's all true. Um, you know, as a young mother, we're so busy trying to do everything, to clean the house, to be a good mom, to be a good wife, to be a good person, and, you know, get to church and, uh, you know, be the best mom possible. It it just takes so much out of us, and I just remember those days like they were yesterday, and I'm watching my daughter now going through it. And I just have to say that being a mom is the most difficult job there is on this world. So anybody out there, if you say, I'm just a mom, quit saying just. You are an amazing mom. You are a hero. And let me tell you, my children are grown, and now they have children. And my daughter now, I start to cry because she says, I had no idea. Mom, when you would say the sacrifice that it takes to be a a mom and what it takes, you know, out of you. She goes, now I get it. Now I get just that love you have. And it's like, where does that come from? And she says, now more than ever, I understand what you were trying to describe to me when I wasn't in that role. And that warmed my heart like nobody's business. So if you are a new mom, Or if you're a child and your mother is still here, and God bless her if she's in heaven, Uh, but if she's still here, Mother's Day is right around the corner, please, please take the time to spend time with your mom and just tell her thank you. If she was a good mother and if she isn't, forgive her, Um, you know, because you only have one mom. 
no matter what. You only have one mom. You can have a stepmom. You can have a half mom, whatever mom. But you only have one mom. And uh, yeah, so just do what you can to let her know that you're thankful that she brought you into this world, nothing else, right? Okay, so um, it's a big job. And, and moms out there, hang in there. Do the best you can, okay? And don't be too hard on yourself because, you know, we don't, we're not taught this. We're not taught how to be a good mom. Uh, our role models are our role models, and some of us had better ones than others, for sure. I, I happen to have a wonderful mom, and I love her dearly. She's in heaven, and she's been gone a long time. And, and to have her here now and just be able to see her great-granddaughters and stuff would be so special. But I know she's in heaven looking down and smiling, even like right now. And uh, I always feel her. She's always there. And maybe you're in that boat, too. Maybe you understand what I'm saying right now is that my mom's always with me. I just feel her presence. In fact, when I walk into the KKLA studio, there's huge, um, you know, huge um, array of Bird of Paradise, which was my mom's favorite. And so every time when I walk in here, it's like I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I feel my mom's presence because I'm walking past these Bird of Paradise, and that was her favorite. It's also my favorite, and so I get a double blessing on that because I love Bird of Paradise. I just think they're so amazing. The plant itself, you know, how could anybody question God when they see the intricate detail of the Bird of Paradise? And the other one is the monarch butterfly. Think about that. If you don't know anything about the monarch butterfly, check into that. I, I did a whole podcast on that. Actually, I did a video on it in Pismo Beach about the monarch butterfly, and it's amazing, the story. And there is no question there's a god because there's no way they would migrate all the miles they do through three generations in order to get where they need to go and then back again. It's an amazing story, and I'm not going to give you any more. You're going to have to look it up. Anyway, so. We're talking about worshiping, worship God by using your gifts. That's where we were, and I kind of got off, but it's okay because all of it inter, intertwines. God has given specific spiritual gifts too. He's gifted some people for teaching the Bible, while others make a big difference serving behind the scenes. Some people are great evangelists, while others help fellow Christians hear God's voice more clearly. So each one of you, you're one of those maybe, or maybe there's something else. The Bible says, my father is glorified and honored by this when you bear much fruit. When you use your gifts correctly, God gets the glory and you certainly can't please God with gifts you don't have. God doesn't expect you to be talented or gifted at everything. He just wants you to worship him by using what he's given you. In the Bible, the words joy and gift actually come from the same Greek word. When you use your spiritual gifts, it brings joy to God and brings joy to you. Just think about that. It's so true. It's like God says, you're doing what I created you to do. And you say, this feels good. This feels really good. The best feeling comes from using your gifts for God's purpose, knowing you're worshiping God by doing what he made you to do. It is the greatest thrill in the world. Four ways to use your spiritual gifts. Are you ready? Did you go get that paper during break? Do you have a pen ready? Here we go. Give yourselves completely to God for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. That's Romans six thirteen. in case you want to look it up. The moment you become a follower of Jesus, God gives you spiritual gifts. But how do you start using the spiritual gifts God has put inside of you? Here are four ways to get started. 
Number one, discover your gifts. Before you can use your gifts, you need to know what they are. Many Christians have dormant spiritual gifts inside of them. They neglect their gifts, not using them and not even knowing what they are. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 4.14, do not neglect the spiritual gift that is in you. How do you discover your spiritual gifts? There are three steps. Examine, evaluate, and experiment. First, you examine by studying each spiritual gift, then evaluate what you're good at. You can start by asking friends what gifts they see in you. Finally, experiment by trying different things. Volunteering for different ministries at your church will help you discover your gifts. For instance, you may be better at organizing than at teaching, right? Uh Uh-huh. Number two, dedicate your gifts to God. The Bible says in Romans 6.13, give yourselves completely to God for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Maybe you already know your spiritual gifts, but you're just not using them for the Lord. You're using them for yourself. You need to humble yourself and dedicate to the Lord. Every gift you have, push all of your excuses out of the way and say, God, I dedicate back to you the gifts that you gave me. Number three, develop your gifts. Gifts are like muscles. The more you use them, the bigger they get. You can, you can and should strengthen, develop, and grow any gift God has given you. You get better at using a gift by practice, studying, and learning from other people who have the same gift. The Bible says God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another, 1 Peter 4.10. When God gives you something, he will give you even more of it if you use it well. Did you hear that? Those that do well with little get more. Okay, more talent, money, influence, relationships, or responsibility, he says. I can trust that person. I'm going to give that person more and more and more. Those that do well with little get more biblical principle. I, I, I wanted to take a breather because I wanted you to really think about that for a second. Have you, have you figured out, have you defined the gifts that you think God has given you? What are you good at? What are you passionate about? What would you do even if you weren't paid for it? Did you write them down? Okay. And then reading this, it's telling you what to do with those gifts that you wrote down. If you did that, And you can push replay on this if you want to. You can re-listen to this whole show, and I hope you do, and I hope you share it. All right, so number four, deploy your spiritual gifts. Deploy means to put into service. You get out on the field and start doing something. Romans 12, 6 says this. We are to use our different gifts in accordance with the grace that God has given us. If our gift is to speak God's message, we should do it according to the faith that we have. What's the best place to discover, dedicate, develop, and deploy your spiritual gifts? In a small group of other Christians, it's like a testing ground. That could be a small group at your church, a Sunday school class, or any small gathering of believers that meet together regularly. If you are not in a small group, I encourage you to get connected to one this week so that you can test and develop your spiritual gifts in the safe and supportive environment of friends who will encourage you. Are you using your spiritual gifts to bless others? There are different spiritual gifts, but the same spirit gives them. They are different ways of serving, and yet the same Lord is served. 
There are different types of work to do, but the same God produces every gift in every person. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6. When you know what you're shaped to be, then you know what you ought to be, and you can start focusing on that and make better use of your life. Being intentional. That's what Sue Freeze is about, is I want to make every moment count. I want to be intentional in anything and everything that I do. And my intention is to make this place and the room I'm in better than it was when I arrived. I want the people, I want to be the light in the darkness. I pray for light in the darkness. I want people's lives to be enhanced because I, I entered the room. And, and that's intentional for me. And sometimes I'm having a downer day and I have to say to myself, all right, you know, get over it. God's got it. Get over it and come into the room to be there for others. And it's amazing what happens to your internal everything when you realize that the purpose is more than just Sue or you. The purpose is, is to be there for other people. Do I fall short? Absolutely. So don't judge me. Okay. I fall short just like all of us do. And the beautiful thing about that is God knows my heart. He knows my intentions just as he knows yours. And if our intentions are right, if, if we're doing, we're trying to do the right thing, we're trying to learn that lesson, we're doing the best we can, God knows. And he's applauding and he's smiling at us when he knows that our heart is desiring to draw nearer to him and, and to help other people. I just... It's just so wonderful to know that, that, you know, there's so many people that judge, judge, judge. And it's, uh, there's this thing called deflecting where you know somebody and they deflect calling you what they are or saying that you are what they are. And it's deflection. And I'd never heard that word until recently when I was explaining someone to someone and they said they're deflecting. I'm like, oh, Okay, now I get what that is. You know, it's when somebody else is doing or feeling or being and they're saying you are. Uh, it's just interesting because I, I didn't really know what that was all about. So now I've got a better understanding of deflection. Anyway, so are you doing what God has intended for you to do? Are you using the gifts that God has presented or pers- put in you, purposed you for? After you take that step... God does four things for you. He forgives you. He gives you eternal life. He gives you the Holy Spirit, and he gives you special abilities. In the Bible, these special abilities are called spiritual gifts, which makes them different from material or physical gifts. They are the abilities you need to get the job done that God wants you to do. Most people who are believers don't even know they've got spiritual gifts, much less what they are. But you have them. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6, there are different spiritual gifts, but the same spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, and yet the same Lord is served. I already said this once. I'm saying it again. There are different types of work to do, but the same God produces every gift in every person. This is something people challenge other people on is the spiritual gifts and what exactly is going on there. And so this scripture right here kind of clarifies and clears it up. And this is 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6. God has a purpose for your life. I say that all the time because it's so, so true. And, and in my older age and my wisdom in my age, I'm realizing more and more as everything that you've been through 
and I've been through in my life is purpose to help us in the next assignment or the next assignment. It's, it helps you endure. It gives you perseverance in a, a thing where maybe if you hadn't gone through A through C or D or F or Z in the past, you wouldn't have that ability to stand your course in the current waves or storm. That sounded poetic, but it's true. Thank you, Lord. Because, you know, the storms will come and the storms will go. The wind comes and the wind leaves and, you know, the rain comes and the rain leaves and then there's a rainbow. But it's how we deal and how we focus. And it's easier to do that when you have something from experience to lean on. When you've got that strength to know, I endured that. I got through that. I'm still here breathing. I'm still alive. You know, it didn't kill me. So I can get through this too. With God's help, I can get through this too. And someone needs to hear that right now because there's things that are just hammering you to where you're like, why am I even here? And oh my goodness, know that you will get through this. You will get through it and you're going to be better because of it. And you'll understand God's gifts through this and scripture through this. You'll draw nearer to him through this, hopefully. And then you will be able to endure or encourage or help or inspire somebody else that might be going through similar or something where they feel like it's hopeless and life's not worth continuing. You know, um, it's really important that you learn and experience this so you can, you have that strength to help somebody else get through a tough time. Like a hand up, you know, they're saying, you know, when you're walking, if someone falls, you turn around and you, you give them your hand and you lift them up. Do we do that or do we just keep walking? Do we just keep walking? Or do we turn around and say, let me, let me give you a hand up. Let me give you a hand up right now. What are you doing? Are you doing that? God will never ask you to do something he hasn't given you the ability to do. It's given to you the moment you accept Christ. You don't get to choose your gift. You don't earn your gift. It's also not for your benefit. Your spiritual gifts, this is now we're talking spiritual gifts, are given to you to help other people. And other people in the church family are given their gifts to help you. There might be somebody that's just an amazing prophetic prayer warrior, you know, and that's something that's a spiritual thing. You know, it's put on them and it's like, wow, it's incredible. But it's not for you. It's for those that you're going to minister to, those that you're going to pray for. When you use your spiritual gift, the people in your church get blessed. When we develop and use our spiritual gifts, we all get blessed. To get that blessing and make the most of your life, you need to figure out how God shaped you and what spiritual gifts he gave you. Tomorrow is another day. Tomorrow is the beginning of the rest of your life. So we only have currently right now, don't we? We only have right now. So... The best thing for you to do is to think about everything we've talked about today and figure out where, where you are and where God wants you, you know, and ask him, ask him, you know, you have a relationship with him, ask him to reveal to you what it is if you don't know already. Okay. I'm going to read from Jesus calling, enjoy peace in his presence. Come to me with empty hands and an open heart, ready to receive abundant blessings. I know the depth and breadth of your neediness. Your life path has been difficult, draining you of strength. Come to me for nurture. 
Let me fill you up with my presence, I in you and you in me. My power flows most freely into weak ones aware of their need, aware of their need for me. Faltering steps of dependence are not lack of faith. They are links to my presence. And here's two scriptures, and they're kind of long, so bear with me. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through this, their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me, and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you and me, may they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you loved me. This is Jesus talking right here. Okay, so here's Isaiah 40. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and youth men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 40, 29, 31. That's one you can read over and over again to give you strength. I love wings like eagles. I love that. I love that. So I hope, I hope, and I pray that this show has been helpful to you, that somehow you've learned something about your gifts or your purpose here on this earth to glorify God. Share this show, please, Sue Freeze, spelt like com. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.